Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Meyer, a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. Friends, we continue to make our way through uncharted waters. These times continue to be difficult, and so it is my pleasure to continue bringing you a burst of positivity. This particular interview is one of my favorites. We talk about this collective experience that we are all going through together and our own adaptability. We also talk about being kind to yourself and resisting the urge to crowdsource your life. And at the very end, my most favorite part, my guest reads an awesome poem. So make sure you stick around until the end. It was one of the more unique moments on the podcast for me, and I know you all will love it. Here's the interview. I'm so excited to have Nicole on the podcast today. She is a runner, she's a wellness director, and I know she has some great insight to share with us as we discuss her story. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me, Gina. Absolutely. And Nicole is coming to us from Boston, correct? Yes, ma'am. So all the way across the country from where I am sitting here in Southern California talking to you on the phone, although it is not sunny here today. So (laughs) Um, um, yeah, so I'm so happy to have you on and glad we can make this connection across the miles. Um, If you would start off for our listeners and just give us a quick intro on you, where you came from and how you got to where you are, um, Nicole, that'd be great. Yeah. um, Let's see how much time do we have. (laughs) Um, I'll make this pretty succinct. Uh, So I'm a a born and raised second generation Boston Italian. Um, So uh, I I was always really inspired. um, If we're going to couch this sort of in in the running area, I'll I'll frame it that way. Um, So I was really inspired by the Boston Marathon as a kid. Of course, you know, when you say the marathon in Boston, everyone assumes it's just the one, by the way. (laughs) I did too, actually. There's just one here. That's awesome. I Um, love it. Yeah. And so when I was a kid, we did have a family friend who, um, you know, she sort of ran it every year. And I didn't really understand when I was little exactly like what went into that. I had no real concept of it. Um, but, you know, there was a, a pretty pretty big turning point this summer. I turned 13, and um, we were sort of vacationing with with some um, some family friends, and she laced up her sneakers one morning and said she was, you know, going to go run a quick 10 miles. And and I, I didn't even know what that meant, but I knew <laughs> right then I, I definitely wanted to do that someday. I, I, really, I really knew in my heart of hearts that that was something that spoke to me. And, you know, it would be seven or eight years before I even tried to run. <laughs> it was some, some time from that point. So I've, I've always thought of myself a little bit as a late starter. Um, but yeah, so it, it really spoke to me. And, um, and, and that's pretty much been it. I, I, um, I, I tried it. And I always thought of myself as sort of this, you know, back of the pack, make the fast runners look good kind of thing. So it would be years between, the, you know, those two points before I started thinking, oh, can I be more serious about my goals? Right. What a cool memory, though, to, to remember the moment that you had that spark. That's really, that's really awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I know you've gone on and you've mentioned that you've done, you've been involved in research. And now, you know, you're working as a wellness director and you're, you, you do many great classes as well and you know really committed to health and wellness all the way around right Nicole yes awesome um well with that framework in mind um why don't you lead us through if um you're willing just some of the challenges that you've faced through the course of um you know kind of coming into the stage in life that you're in now some things that stick out that might be valuable for others to hear about yeah so thanks for this um so I did spend um 21 
plus years, I think, in research before I sort of pivoted into um, the health and wellness industry, sort of thinking about where I wanted to spend the next 20 years of my career. Um, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I went through um, an eating disorder and recovery. It was really challenging for me. Um, you know, I, I brought with me a, a lot of that baggage that sort of needed resolution. And it also, um, you know, he, running was one of these things that I did while I was going through recovery, which might actually sound crazy. Um, but it, it, it meant that I I felt so free when I was outside, right? I wasn't in a gym. There wasn't any mirrors. I wasn't sort of picking myself apart. It was just more movement for movement's sake. There were no goals attached to it. I didn't even, there were not even any garments back then. So um, you didn't even, unless you were clocking it with your car and a stopwatch, like you didn't really know how far you're fast you were going. Um, and so I just started kind of moving more organically in a way that made sense for me. Uh, and I think that, you know, through that time, you know, it's been a, it's been a long time. Um, that was, you know, 22, three years ago now, um, it, you know, I had to think about, am I even allowed to have physical goals? Am I allowed to have fitness goals? Like allowed, I'm putting that in quotes, but like, it really did make me wonder, you know, can I push myself? Should I push myself? Am I allowed to have aesthetic goals? I mean, there was really a lot of stuff here. And then, you know, a lot of self-sabotaging behavior that was going on there. So sort of a conflict of what I said I wanted versus what I was doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can mm -hmm. imagine that's complicated to navigate. And, um, and eventually you, you gave yourself permission to set those goals, which I think is beautiful. And um, were there people that you remember who were really helpful for you along the way, Nicole, or anything specific someone said that was very valuable as you were navigating um, your recovery? Oh, navigating my recovery. Hmm. That's so many years ago. I feel like, um, yeah, I think, you know what, I'll tell you something. I don't usually tell a ton of people this, but it was something that a therapist, I worked with the same person for many years. She was wonderful. Nine years we were together. And during that time, she once said to me, you know, some of this darkness is a place that you can visit, but it's not a place that you can stay. Yeah. And I thought like it just it landed at a moment when I needed to hear it. And and I it made sense. And I've always thought of that. Oh, so many years later, I always sort of think of that moment where I'm like, okay, you can visit, but you can't stay. Yeah. And so if I'm having like a down moment, I'm like, we're just visiting it. <laughs> we're not just gonna kind of spiral into it and 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 go down. Um, so if it's a hard moment, it's a hard moment and that's okay. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's really valuable for us to hang on to, too, as we're, and we'll talk about this more in a minute, but as we're navigating this new normal and trying to, you know, make it through each day and the highs and the lows, you know, it's okay to stay in a low for a minute and feel it and, you know, be sad and have a good cry or whatever it is that day, but then you can't stay there. Yeah, I, I like that. Exactly. And, and that, you know, we have a responsibility to ourselves um, to move forward um, and to continue, you know, sort of pressing towards the positivity. Um, so I really like that. That's great. Um, really good advice. Um, if there were some kind of advice you could give about, if you had known, if there was something you could have known at the time as you were going through this, is there anything that sticks out that would be helpful for someone who's in the beginning of a struggle that's similar, Nicole, or um, facing their own challenges, something that you, you wish you would have known? Yeah, probably a couple of things. One, you don't need to crowdsource your life. Ooh, so I would say <laughs> probably the biggest thing I learned through all of this is I, I kind of did this thing when I was a lot younger and 
gosh, probably until I was 30, let's be honest now, um, <laughs> bit of a train wreck for a while. Um, I think that I, I would sort of ask a lot of people thinking that the answer was somewhere beyond me, that then the next person that I asked might have the answer. There would be like some kind of guru or, or a person with knowledge, or it, maybe it would come from an unexpected source. And I found myself sort of, what would you do? What would you do? What do you think? I did a lot of that. It gives away your power. And it also really dampens your ability to tap into your own intuition, your own feelings about what's right for you. It's not a really holistic or well placed to be. Yeah. Um, and I've always sort of been a person who, uh, you know, I, I like being the straight A student. I like the gold stars. I like knowing the answer. I like you know, it, it, you, your life is not being graded. That's the thing, right? Yeah. And and I sort of sometimes look around, and you know, and when if I lead with ego, this will definitely happen. Where I'm like looking around, wondering, um, you know, what <laughs> what are we grading this? And then I'm, oh, this isn't being graded. It doesn't matter. But you know, the life of a perpetual student, right? I was in school forever. It felt like um, I was always thinking, like, oh, how do we <laughs> how do we bump up the grade or something like that? And uh, and that really doesn't apply to your life. There's no real timeline, right? There's no, you know, I, I said, you know, late bloomer earlier, but there's really, it doesn't matter. It, 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 none of this matters. There's no like strict timeline. I think I had this like self-imposed idea about what success looked like and that maybe there was only one model. Maybe you get the PhD, you get the corner office, you get the title, right? But there's so many ways to success. There's so many ways to happiness. And if we think that that's the only way, is that like that Einstein quote? You know, if if uh, if you you lead a, a fish to believe that like success is climbing a tree, I'm butchering it. Um, the <laughs> fish will live its whole life believing it's failure, right? Yeah. Like, so it's not the only way, yeah. basically. I yeah, love that that's 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 so awesome and so true. I love this idea. You don't need to crowdsource your life. Um, I think that just that one, if that people take away that one piece from our conversation, that will be very powerful in their lives because you're right. The answer isn't beyond you. It's within you, you know, mm -hmm. and we just have to learn to trust that and not to put demands on ourselves to fit into some kind of perfect box. Um, because really, I mean, in my opinion, the true magic is outside the box anyway. You know, it's doing things yes. that were unexpected, <laughs> that weren't in the plan, um, you know, that really bring the joy and make it all worthwhile. So I think that's some really amazing advice and I haven't heard it yet on the podcast. So way to go. Um, cool. <laughs> really awesome. Let's talk a little bit about how life has changed for you because I want to put some positive vibes out there around this whole new normal and the pandemic and um, COVID-19 and, uh, you know, all the things that we're doing that are, that were so unexpected. Um, so tell us about some of the plans that you had in place before, before all of this hit and how you've had to adjust. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I should have been in Italy right now, <laughs> oh, man. So, which is okay, but you know, the, the, the tickets were so well-priced that it's really hurting my heart, oh. but <clears throat> it's okay. It's okay. Um, so that was definitely a plan that was in place for right this moment. And, and then I was the race director for an upcoming 5k that would have been held at the end of May. Um, so I was putting that together as well. So those things sort of halted. Um, and just some grants that I was working on, some, some community-based um, wellness grants, especially things that I was doing with senior citizens. So those things were sort of halted as well. Um, and upcoming races. So those yeah. were the things that were kind of like, okay, these were the things that I was looking, you know, looking towards, right? <clears throat> um, and then um, 
I don't know, just, you know, it just feels like you're, we haven't had a shakeup like this pretty much ever, not a collective experience right. at least. Right. So, um, so we're all sort of, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's the same for everybody, but we're all experiencing some version of this in some way. We're all impacted. Um, right. I know but, it is very unique in the yeah. way that it's happened. I like how you call it a collective experience. And I think that's so true. Um, and, and what's interesting about that is that, you know, it's as hard as it is. Um, there's something kind of beautiful in the fact that we're all going through it together and, you know, in some way. So um, we really can gain strength in one another as we as we navigate through. Um, did you did you find that adjusting to this new normal that you had sort of a grieving process for all these things that you had planned? Or were you able to take it in stride? How did it go for you, Nicole? Yeah, I think the first the week was the first week was hard, yeah. right? Because I was furloughed from my position. And um, that has never happened to me before. And I, 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 there was a, such a great sense of loss. I, I remember leaving a job years ago and, you know, I spent 10 years in dental education. And when I left that position, it really, I mean, it was one of those things like I kind of needed to move on, but it really shattered my heart in the process. And I remembered thinking the next day that like weird sense of, you know, you know, if you made a pie chart of your thoughts and your brain was kind of like pinging to things that you're thinking about, like, Oh, this thing, that thing, whatever. Yeah you suddenly wake up the next day and you don't have that anymore. Yeah. Like, there's suddenly a, a roster of patients I'm not worrying about. And I sort of felt the same way the morning after, you know, well, we're going to close our doors for a couple of weeks, right? Which is what everyone was thinking a couple of weeks. And I thought, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do for two weeks? And I think it sort of, I sort of went into this mentally kicking and screaming. Yeah. I really did where, I mean, I was just thinking, well, this can't be right. What will I do? And so I'll, I think, I had to really let go of the idea of like how much of my worth is tied up in what I do. Yes. Right. Like what do I produce? And like, is that, is that me or is that stuff that I'm doing? So I think, and then I thought, okay, let's redirect this because this is not going to be healthy, especially when you, you know, like let's look at, um, you know, Spanish flu, which did not start in Spain in 1918. Right. So you're looking at uh, folks that were going through very similar to what we're going through, many more people were dying at the time, and there was no public health information. But you know, we we all sort of we most of us moved through it, right? Um, and so um, you know, we can do this again. And it's it's not like civilization's never seen something like this. That's right. Yeah. And when I say like this, I mean I, I understand that like H one N one is different than COVID nineteen. So like I don't want to say that those are the exact same things, but um, but you know. Um, hardship is something that we we know humans know humans understand and humans are incredibly adaptable so like we can do this it's just you have to kind of dig deeper into other coping mechanisms so i decided you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be of service where i can be so i made um I don't know, a couple hundred masks and sent them out to people. And um, yeah, so I just started doing that. I've been doing a lot of creative projects and then just some other work that I've like, you know, got kind of in the chamber over here, things that I'm, I'm working on. Um, and, and that feels good. And just, you know, obviously getting to run a lot outside. <laughs> yeah, nice. no kidding. Yeah. I know that's my one saving grace, I think. Well, there are many, but I do really um, enjoy that time outside running too. I think it yeah. does a lot for us during this 
all this craziness. Um, but yeah, did you do you have any suggestions, Nicole, for other women who are out there trying to find inspiration during this tough time, whether they're whether they're a runner or not? Um, are that you know you already kind of shared some strategies for giving back, and I think that that's you know something awesome. And another one that you kind of shared just now that we've talked about before is really working to not tie your self worth and your happiness to things that you do, but more yeah. to what is within you. And I think that's very powerful too. But anything else that you want to throw out there um, for our listeners? I would say um, perhaps to let go of the idea that you're supposed to be doing something during this time. Because I I think that being kind to yourself is probably the most important thing right now. And if it feels right, you should do it. And if it doesn't feel right, then don't. So I think that if you're like, you know, kind of torturing yourself over, oh, the, you know, I'm not working, so I should learn a language and split the atom and <laughs> play, <laughs> play, practice an instrument every day for an hour, or I don't know, or, or I don't know, or run a marathon on the weekend for fun by yourself. Like if that feels overwhelming or, or hard or doesn't light you up or feel organic for you, I think you let go of the things that you need to let go of. I think that is amazing advice. And I think that this could translate just to life in general as well when we hopefully one day are through this. Um, yes. <laughs> and that's that when you're faced with a decision in your life or you're faced with something um, and you're and, it, and it's hard and it's tough, ask yourself, am I being kind to myself? Because that is the most important thing to, to consider in life first. Am I being kind to myself um, yeah. with these expectations that I'm setting for myself regarding you know whatever goal it is? Um, and if you can answer that question that yes, you are being kind to yourself, then you can move forward. But if you're not, you know, maybe it's time to readjust. So I love, that's beautiful. Um, That's a really positive thing to put out there. Um, And speaking of positive things, um, as we wrap up, I want to do a really quick little um, positivity push, a couple quick questions. And then I know we have an awesome poem planned for the end. Um, So are you ready to go into the positivity questions? I am. Okay, awesome. Here we go. So quick quick answers, whatever comes to your mind. Um, simple things, Nicole, that bring you joy. Ooh, um, new skeins of yarn. Ooh. The sunrise. My husband baking bread and my cats. Oh, I love that. Awesome. Um, okay, so you're going to finish the sentence for me. Um, never forget... To floss your teeth. Nice. Nice. That's a good one. It's very important to floss Uh, every single day. (laughs) I need that reminder because it's not my favorite part of the day. But I do it, Nicole. So I do do it. I do do it. Um, Last one. (laughs) Finish the sentence going out to all of our listeners. You can. You can. Forgive yourself. Uh, Yes, you can forgive yourself. So beautiful. Um, Well, before I have you read the poem, if you would want to tell our listeners how they can follow you and your inspirational feed on Instagram or wherever else you would like to send them, you can do that now if you would. Sure thing. Um, You can find me on Instagram. I'm heart and soul running. So heart, like H-E-A-R-T-N, the letter N, soul, S-O-L-E, like your shoe, running. Love it. That's me. Um, Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. And if you would close us out with this beautiful poem, I would love it. 
Sure thing. I'm a huge Mary Oliver fan. <clears throat> and one of one of my favorite pieces of her work is called Wild Geese. And it just feels really appropriate right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read us this and um and we'll finish here. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees and the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. And I'm a little choked up. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> and it's so perfect that I then close out in this way, um, focusing on the family of things and the fact yeah. that I know um, that connected through all of this, we can yeah. rise. We can rise together. Enjoy.